Well, welcome to church, everyone. It is really great to have you with us, uh, joining with us today on this great day, uh, the, uh, the second Sunday in May. Um, somebody said that this week we passed 40 days and 40 nights in our, I guess, temporary sort of semi-lockdown mode. And if you think about what happened um, biblically in 40 days and 40 nights, we've gone through the story of Noah, it rained for 40 nights and 40 days. You think Jesus was was tested and tried in the desert for 40 days. And from there, he then began his ministry, um, spreading hope throughout the world uh, over generations after his ministry. And so I guess for us, we've got a really good question as to what we've done with our 40 days and 40 nights. You know, what has God shown us? Where has he been leading us and guiding us? And so I really encourage us to uh, continue to seek him. Uh, He is still Lord. Jesus is still Lord and we can seek him and we can find him because he wants to be found. He wants to be known. And so I just encourage you today uh, to continue to do that. Uh, Continue to seek the Lord. Continue to bring hope with you wherever you go, uh, whether that's to the letterbox, whether that's to put the bin out, whether that's to have a chat with the neighbour over the fence or or down at Woolworths or Coles. uh, Bring hope with you wherever you go. Uh, Today we're going to do, uh, not just do worship, but we are going to worship the Lord. Uh, So I'd encourage you to to sing. If you want, stand up. Uh, If you want to sit down or for those who are watching along today from bed, that's fine. Snuggle into the doodah. But uh, for for anyone, just, just really make an effort this morning to worship the Lord in spirit and in truth for the one who has set us free. Let's sing.
set me free I'm happy to be in the truth And I will daily lift my hands For I will always sing of when your love came down I could sing of your love forever 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 Over the mountains and the sea Your river runs with love for me And I will open up my heart And let the healer set me free I'm happy to be in the truth And I will daily lift my hands For I will always sing of when your love came down I could sing of your love forever I could sing of your love forever I could sing of your love forever I could sing of your love Foolishness I know But when the world has seen the light They will dance with joy Like we're dancing now I could sing of your love forever I could sing of your love forever I could sing of your love forever
It is truly wonderful to be able to worship together, isn't it? And uh, this week, restrictions uh, in Victoria were ever so slightly eased. And this may enable us uh, to actually do more together as a family uh, in smaller groups, however. So uh, we have, um, I'll let you in a bit of a secret. I record this on a Wednesday morning. Uh, that enables me time to edit and get it all uploaded and everything for us ready to go for Sunday. Um, but So that's a little bit, bit, bit behind the scenes. But what we have got um, scheduled for Thursday is a leadership team meeting. Uh, and we can actually able to hold that now because the restrictions have that we can have 10 attendees plus essential personnel at functions at church uh, for, for, for our purposes. So that may mean that we can do more. I'm, I'm tipping that our prayer meetings can, can start again. Uh, and so what you will actually receive is you'll receive an email with an update about what's going on. And uh, for those that aren't on email, um, give me a call. I'd love to speak to you and just fill you in on what's going on or call any of the leadership team. They will also have all the information. Uh, so uh, what we'll do is we'll send an out an update this week. Um, you might have already received it. I don't know the timing of that because I'm still on Wednesday. Uh, but you'll get the information and that will let you know what we're gonna, what we, what we suggest can start up. This is of course still completely optional. These are things that we will be offering, that we'll be hosting, that we'll be holding, but you do not have to attend. That is your choice. Uh, but if you'd like to come to a prayer meeting, um, we might open up some bookings for that so that we don't have more than 10 attendees. Uh, we, we may also have a, a small worship gathering, um, but we'll definitely be, be, be doing prayer, I can guarantee you that. Uh, we may also be able to suggest to people, for those that can have uh, up to five people visit their home, you might be able to start up your small group again. So if your small group is, you know, the hosts, and up to five others, uh, then then that is that is completely um, still within the rules. Um, or you can hold that at church, and you can have essential personnel plus ten. So there's different ways we can get around it. So our ladies' Bible study on a Monday, uh, they might be able to begin again uh, for those that would like to. So this is a, a great way to start getting out there. I and mean, we've still been very blessed that uh, there are no cases current in Wangaratta, in our area. And so God has, has blessed us, he's protected us really well. And so I guess now is an opportunity we can actually get out and do things and, and, uh, and meet together and pray and come before the Lord and seek the Lord together. Uh, so I'm really looking forward to those opportunities that we do have now to do that. Uh, and uh, I just encourage you if, you, if you're able to, to get involved and, uh, and to continue to worship the Lord in, in more ways than, than just what we do on a Sunday. Uh, throughout the week, there will be now opportunities to do that. So we'll let you know all of that information uh, as soon as uh, it is, is put together. Um, you might have already received an email. It might be coming out uh, this week. I don't know uh, because I, it's still too early to say uh, from, from when I'm recording now. Uh, but I'm really looking forward to uh, getting back together and doing things together again. Uh, even in just a small way. Uh, God is good, He is faithful, He is just, He is merciful, and He wants to help us through this time as well. So I just encourage you uh, with those words this morning. 
May is May Missions Month. Um, and, and within the, the middle of everything uh, going on right now, um, we may have pr probably missed a little bit of what we would normally do. Uh, and so next week, uh, we're actually going to have an update from the Barneses. And so uh, that's going to be part of next week's service. And so it's going to be really good to be able to, to hear what's going on um, with them and uh, what God has been doing through them and, and what movements that, that, that have gone on. Uh, and so I just encourage you next week, tune in to have a bit of a missions update and focus on May Missions Month. Uh, and so we'll have more information for you for that next week. Um, so yeah, look forward to that coming out shortly. Uh, this week we also had some really good news come through. Um, we have as a church received some financial assistance from the government um, with their programs of stimulus and uh, with JobKeeper. Uh, so our, our, um, our finances are uh, actually quite healthy considering all that's going on. Uh, and so if you'd like to continue giving, I please encourage you to do that. Um, because that really is our response in worship to the Lord. It's not necessarily about paying bills, although those still do get paid from those monies, um, because that enables us to minister hope into the northeast. Uh, and so I'd really encourage you, uh, if you're able, please do continue giving um, at a level that is, is appropriate to your income, it, it, as we always do. Uh, but I'd just really encourage you um, to continue to worship the Lord through our talents, our treasures and our time uh, and uh, giving is one way through that. Details have been on the screen uh, and so uh, I'll just encourage you and, and uh, I just want to pray for us now. Uh, before we go into our message, I just want to pray uh, for our community. I want to pray uh, for uh, our state and our nation. So let's, let's pray together. Heavenly Father, we thank you that you are a good gracious, merciful God. Lord, you have given us an abundance of blessing. Lord, you've placed us in beautiful places right now for a time such as this. Lord, we have been blessed abundantly in the past and Lord, your blessing will return. Lord, our freedoms will also return and so we pray for those. Uh, Lord, we, we pray right now for our region here in Wangaratta where our church is located. Uh, Lord, this is a region that, Lord, you have, have set aside for our ministry. That, Lord, you have placed each one of us here for your plans and purposes to bring hope to the northeast. And so, Lord, I pray that we would be able to continue to do that. I pray that as we are able to start doing some things of gathering together, that, Lord, the prayer that we bring to you, Lord, would move mountains by faith that we have in you. Uh, Lord, I also pray for our state and I pray for our premier. Lord, I pray that the, uh, the actions taken would be measured, that uh, they would uh, not be overly cautious, but they'd be respectful of people. And uh, that, Lord, uh, you would also protect our families and protect the families in our state. Uh, Lord, we know that this is a very stressful time. And so we just ask right now that, Lord, you re reduce the stress amongst the people of our state and of our nation. I pray that people would respond well to each other, not in heated arguments or not in frustration, but Lord, with grace. Lord, I pray that our Premier would make good decisions, that they would be directed by you and that you would help us come back into this society in a safe way, 
Um, help us open things back up. Lord, protecting the vulnerable and not having our hospitals overrun. But Lord, we do need to get back into things for people's livelihoods, for people's mental health, and uh, for, for people's continued education and learning and, 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 and work and, and, and everything. So Lord, I just pray that you would guide this, 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 um, this time ahead of us. Lord, I pray for, for Scott Morrison and, and, and our, our federal government. Lord, I just want to thank you that uh, we do have him in place right now. Uh, and, and the measures that have been taken by the federal government have been exemplary. And so, Lord, we just thank you for him and for the government, that, that what they've been doing. And Lord, we pray you'd continue to bring strength and you'd bring protection and that, Lord, you'd bring blessing to our politicians. It's a weird thing to be praying in our culture in Australia to ask you to bless politicians. But, Lord, we do because, Lord, you put them in place. You set rulers, you set kings, you set prime ministers, you set presidents. Lord, we thank you for the leaders that our nation has right now and for the measures they've taken to help uh, your people, to help our nation, to help the people of Australia. So Lord, we pray blessing into our nation and we pray, pray strength and vitality into our leaders. And Lord, right now, as we come before the message, we ask you open our ears, open our hearts to hear, Lord, and that, Lord, you would guide us and that, Lord, you would bring forth your teaching to us so that it would impact our hearts and impact our lives so that we can continue to live for you and honour you in all things that we think, do and say. So, Lord, bring blessing now to this message too, I pray. Amen. I don't know about you, but I have found our current circumstances quite testing. I've missed the fellowship of gatherings as an extended church family. I have struggled with a lack of human contact and the stresses that have been placed on all of us. I've missed being able to feel free. The sense of freedom that we have enjoyed most of our lives has not been there. These are testing and trialing times. They really, really are testing times. You know, this week, as I said, restrictions were, were ever so slightly eased in Victoria. We can now hold gatherings of up to 10 people plus essential personnel at church. And that's not many, but it is enough for, for a Bible study or a prayer meeting and maybe a small midweek worship gathering or something like that. And we might be able to hold some of those meetings by booking them in. But these will still remain testing times until we can get back to normal, however many months that is away. And I know for some, finances have been strained, and even more during this time. And for others, mental health has been strained more during this time. And those who struggle with technology and, and have had increased stress because most of the solutions to our isolation come with technology. I understand these are trialing, testing times for you too. We have, have all faced challenges, tests and trials through this time. Today we're looking again at Abraham, uh, who too was tested. 
He was tested in a severe way by God as, as God asked him to do the unthinkable. And so if you'd like to open your Bibles with me, we're going to continue reading from Hebrews chapter 11, this time from verse 17 through to 19. Hebrews 11, 17 to 19. By faith, Abraham, when he was tested, offered up Isaac, and he who had received the promises was in the act of offering up his only son, of whom it was said, Through Isaac shall your offspring be named. He considered that God was able even to raise him from the dead, from which, figuratively speaking, he did receive him back. We read the full account of this story in Genesis chapter 22, and I'd encourage you to go over it this week if you haven't been there recently. Uh, And this is where God asked Abraham to yet again do something. This time, it wasn't to pick up and move on and move somewhere else or or leave this place or go anywhere. It, It was to do something greater. God says to Abraham, he says, take your son, the son which is going to be the starting place of God's promise to make his descendants as numerous as the stars in the sky. To be a blessing to all other nations. Take that son, your only son. See, Abraham didn't have any other kids. Take that son, your only son, Isaac. You know, Isaac's name means he laughs. And so take your only son, whom you love, who laughs. Take him to the region of Moriah. Sacrifice him there as a burnt offering on one of the mountains I will tell you about. That's what God asked Abraham to do. And so so Abraham takes his son. Abraham, who's at this stage around 100 years old, takes his son, who's probably around 12 years old. um, And I think of of Joshua, he's 11. Uh, You know, if if I was 100 and Joshua didn't want to do something, uh, he could physically outdo me. But, but take this, this boy up to the mountain and do it in the whole journey knowing what you have to do when you get there. That would have been hard. I mean, I, I know that uh, if I don't want to do something, then I procrastinate and, and distract myself with as many different things as I possibly can to avoid getting around to doing what I don't want to do. And if I was Abraham, I would have taken the longest route. I would have stopped off for a snack and for a scenic lookout. I would have found a pretty flower and admired that. I would have taken any excuse, any opportunity possible to actually not do what God had asked me to do, but, you know, still do it, but, but, but take a while getting there. Because I knew once there, I was going to have to do something I'd never want to do, sacrifice my son. And we can easily gloss over this story with no emotion, no feeling, no empathy, without connecting with what is actually happening. And I don't want to just gloss over it today. I want you to feel the emotions of Abraham. He was asked to kill his only son. This son who was the key to the blessing 
by the promise of God. This son was going to, from him, birth an entire nation as numeral as the stars in the sky or the sand on the seashore. And this nation coming from this child was going to be a blessing to all nations of the earth. That's the promise that God made to Abraham. And God says, take that son of promise and kill him. I mean, that would have been devastating for Abraham, let alone Sarah. I mean, remember, Sarah was barren. She gave birth when she was 99 years old. This was a son of promise that she had been yearning for her entire life. And at 99 years old, he's born. 12 years later, roughly, that son was taken by Abraham up a mountain and and Sarah watched them leave, no doubt, knowing that that might be the, the last time she ever sees her son of promise. And can you imagine for Isaac, his dad binding you, building an altar, putting you on it, and standing there with a knife raised in the air, about to strike, and then God says, stop. So putting faith in action is not an easy thing to do. But going through a trial or testing of faith, you know, that, that is hard. And it's impossible to be a believer and not be tested. Hebrews 12, 5-11 tells us that. The Father who loves, corrects, and disciplines. And not only is it true that, that faith will be tested, but it is the Lord who does the testing. He may use many different ways, people, places, and circumstances, but He is the one who directs the testing of our faith. Genesis chapter 22, verse 1. Sometime later... God tested Abraham. You know, so precious is the testing of faith to God, and so profitable it is to the child of God, that we should not only expect it, but rejoice in it. James chapter 1 verse 2, Consider it pure joy, my brothers, whenever you face trials of many kinds. It is our loving and sovereign Lord who is directing the testing of our faith, and he will never give us more than what we can bear. But today I want to focus on three aspects of the trial or the testing of faith. And first of all is the measure of faith's testing. How much is faith tested? Well, it is clear as I look around the people I've met in my life, and as I search the scriptures, that, that, that some are or appear to be tested more than others. For example, not all are tested to the same extent as Abraham, Job, or Paul. But is there any ruling or principle or guide as to an explanation to, of, of the degree of testing? Well, yes, there is. See, faith is tested according to the measure of faith. There are degrees of faith. A faith 
we quickly learn by comparison of five verses from the Gospels. The first one is Mark 4 verse 40. He said to the disciples, Why are you so afraid? Do you still have no faith? See here Jesus has just calmed the storm and pointed out the lacking faith of the disciples. Matthew chapter 6 verse 30. If that is how God clothes the grass of the field, which is here today and tomorrow is thrown into the fire, will he not much more clothe you, O you of little faith? As part of the Sermon on the Mount, Jesus addresses the people's lack of faith for provision and gives them the examples of the provision of food for the birds of the air and clothes for the fields. Worry is often what we do when we don't activate our faith. Matthew chapter 17 verse 20. He replied, Because you have so little faith, I tell you the truth. If you have faith as small as a mustard seed, you can say to this mountain, move from here to there, and it will move. Nothing will be impossible for you. Here, the disciples had just tried to drive a demon out of a young boy, and they had failed. They were unsuccessful. They still had little faith. But Jesus tells them that it is possible for them to have more faith. We then read Luke chapter 17, verse 5. The apostles said to the Lord, increase our faith. They saw their lack of faith and asked God for more. And Luke chapter 7, verse 9. When Jesus heard this, he was amazed at him and turned to the crowd following him. He said, I tell you, I have not found such great faith even in Israel. In this passage, Jesus is speaking to a centurion who understands authority and knows Jesus' place in the kingdom of God. He understands what is possible in that kingdom. He is commended as having more faith than even Israel, God's own people. He knew that at Christ's word, his will would be done. The challenge to us is Are we like the centurion or are we the people of Israel? Are we people of great faith or are we people who lack faith? To offer Isaac was not Abraham's first test of faith. It was actually nearly his last. He would not have been ready for this great trial at the beginning of his experience of faith in God. And this is all true of our experience too. We begin by trusting God simply for forgiveness. But as we go on, we learn to trust him in 10,000 other ways for 10,000 other things. As faith grows, it is tried and tested according to its measure. But this is not something to be concerned or worried about. Because God tells us in 1 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 13, No temptation has seized you except what is common to man. And God is faithful. He will not let you be tempted beyond what you can bear. But when you are tempted, he will also provide a way out so that you can stand up under it. God is in control. There is no need to fear 
We should look at the trials of our faith with a healthy attitude. And so the measure of faith's testing varies because our faith varies. We can have a little bit of faith or have exceedingly abundant faith. We can even ask God to increase our faith. My second point today is on the manner of faith's testing. In other words, how is faith tested? The Bible is full of illustrations of men and women whose faith was tested. Sometimes in the testing of our faith, like the one we have been looking at today with Abraham, our affections are touched. It can be really close to home with a close family member or much-loved friend. Sometimes the testing comes physically with our bodies, as was the case with Paul, as we read in 2 Corinthians chapter 12, verses 7 and 9. To keep me from becoming conceited because of these surpassingly great revelations, there was given me a thorn in my flesh, a messenger of Satan to torment me. Three times I pleaded with the Lord to take it away from me. But he said to me, My grace is sufficient for you, for my power is made perfect in weakness. Therefore I will boast all the more gladly about my weaknesses, so that Christ's power may rest on me. Sometimes the trial of faith involves the loss of position, the upsetting of our carefully laid plans, the seemingly mysterious invention of God's hand. But faith's testing is always for God's glory and for our good. And our part is to rejoice in the truths of Scripture. Scriptures like these, Job 23 verse 10. But he knows the way I take when he has tested me. I will come forth as gold. And Romans chapter 8 verse 28. And we know that in all things God works for the good of those who love him, who have been called according to his purpose. It doesn't matter how faith is tested. You can be guaranteed though that through the testing, God is completing a work in you, his work in you. Like a loving father, he's actively at work in your life. Though it may be tough physically, emotionally and spiritually, it is the testing of faith which will bring forth the gold. It is a testing of faith which will bring forth good. The manner of our testing will too be varied. God will use a multitude of different things to test our faith. And just like gold in a crucible, testing is our crucible, producing a refined result. My third point today is the meaning of faith's testing. Why does God test our faith? There is a sense in which faith must never ask why. Because faith trusts the Lord and leaves the wise to him. And yet it is true to say that God has told us in his word some reasons why he tests our faith. God tries our faith to prove the genuineness of it. Only when faith is tested is the reality of faith proved and demonstrated. As we see from from Abraham today. 
In verse 12 of Genesis chapter 22, we see God speaking to Abraham, telling him not to touch his son. It was almost like God was saying to Abraham, Abraham, do you trust me? All right, prove it. God tries our faith to prove the genuineness of it. And God tries our faith to increase the measure of it. How strong Abraham's faith was after he had trusted God for the gift of Isaac. You know, we read in Romans chapter 4, verses 18 to 21. Against all hope, Abraham, in hope, believed and so became the father of many nations, just as it had been said to him, so shall your offspring be. Without weakening in his faith, he faced the fact that his body was as good as dead since he was about a hundred years old and that Sarah's womb was also dead. Yet he did not waver through unbelief regarding the promise of God, but was strengthened in his faith and gave glory to God, being fully persuaded that God had power to do what he had promised. Abraham's faith would have been so strong after being given the gift of Isaac, when it was completely impossible. But nothing is impossible for our great God. But how much stronger would his faith have been after the experience of Genesis 22? Have you ever looked at the shores of the ocean and seen the massive trees standing strong and tall and ever wondered like I have, how did that tree grow in such a, a terrible position? How did that tree grow in such a hard environment to now be such a towering, strong tree? That's because when it was just a little scrawny tree, it was battered by the wind. How did it get from that little sapling to being a massive tree? Well, a little tree is strengthened by the wind. A little tree is strengthened by adversity. As you might know, I, I recently, um, a few years ago, worked in a, in a cemetery in Melbourne. And the cemetery had just done a massive expansion and, and planted thousands of new trees and shrubs. And they lined streets with these trees. But when they planted them, they planted them as as not little trees, but as sort of mid, already sort of grown trees. But they staked them out because it was very windy there. They staked them out. And what happened when strong winds came, even with the stakes, is that half the trees broke. Um, then they took all the stakes away. And again, half the trees fell over and snapped because they'd never been able to face the winds themselves. They hadn't built the strength they needed by facing adversity. And our faith is strengthened by adversity also. God tries our faith to increase the measure of it. And God tries our faith to produce the fruit of it. In John 15... We read that God moves in our lives to produce fruit, verse 2, more fruit, verse 2, and much fruit in verses 5 and 8. One method that God employs for producing this increasing amount of fruit in the lives of his children 
is, is that of trial and testing. I'm not, by no means a gardener, but I have a good coach and, and I'm very eager to learn. And we've enjoyed an abundant crop of butter beans. We, we've got some really tasty peas and, and our corn is hopefully going to be ripe and ready for harvest soon. Uh, as long as the frost doesn't knock it out, we've tried to protect it and keep it good. So, you know, fingers crossed. Our leeks are going really strong and our celery is, is great. Um, and our, our silver beet has been good and, and uh, our new garlic, cauliflower and broccoli has come along really well. But our capsicums have not done well. And, and to me, it, it's puzzling uh, that, that maybe, I don't know, we missed something or, or maybe they didn't, we didn't give them everything they needed or, to thrive. You know, maybe the soil wasn't the best. Oh, who knows? There are so many different variables when it comes to gardening to produce good fruit. Like what type of soil, how much water, shade or full sun, protected or open, even the quality of, of, of the, the stock. Because plants survive the best under different conditions. They each have their own sweet spot, don't they? And just like the plants, there are optimum conditions in our lives for producing fruit. Those conditions can change as we grow in our faith and as God tries our faith, as God develops our character. You see, his goal is to produce fruit, more fruit and much fruit in our lives. And the trials and testing of our faith is one way that God uses to do this. God tries our faith to produce the fruit of it. And God tries our faith to use the testimony of it. Listen to the Apostle Paul's testimony in 2 Corinthians chapter 11, verse 23 to 28. Are they servants of Christ? I am more. I have worked much harder, been imprisoned more frequently, been flogged more severely, and have been exposed to death again and again. Five times I received from the Jews the forty lashes minus one. Three times I was beaten with rods, once I was stoned, three times I was shipwrecked. I spent a night and a day in the open sea. I have been constantly on the move. I have been in danger from rivers, in danger from bandits, in danger from my own countrymen, in danger from Gentiles, in danger in the cities, in danger in the country, in danger at sea, and in danger from false brothers. I have labored and toiled and have often gone without sleep. I have known hunger and thirst and have often gone without food. I have been cold and naked. Besides everything else, I face daily the pressure of my concern for all the churches. And in Philippians chapter 1 verse 12, Paul's testimony is this. Now I want you to know, brothers, that what has happened to me has really served to advance the gospel. We each go through many trials and we each have the choice of what we focus on during that trial. We can, like Paul, focus on the great positives and the testimony of that trial, that God has used that to advance the gospel. Or we could choose to wallow in our trial and miss the great blessings that God has and is trying to, to give us through the midst of that trial and the rewards on the end of that trial. What is your testimony through this trial that we are going through together? 
How has God used this trial for you to advance the gospel? You know, as a church, we have not been able to meet together. And so we've moved our service online, and that's how everyone is connecting with our church today, right now. But we have been blessed with greater reach, and we have also been able to bless more people by providing access to a church service that they otherwise would not have been able to attend or connect with. Many of us have had family tune in from all over the country, and yes, we've even had some connect with us from overseas. And through Facebook, many more people again have connected with the gospel through our services. More people have been able to hear the gospel and go to church. Even people who would never walk through our doors. God is using this time of testing to advance the gospel. It is great to hear the testimonies of so many people as to how God is using them for his plans and purposes through this time. May God increase our faith and our resolve to continue to bring the hope of the gospel to the northeast or to wherever you are. God tries our faith to use the testimony of it. Today, We have looked at the measure of faith's testing. As faith grows, it is tried and tested according to its measure. We've looked at the manner of faith's testing. Though it may be tough physically, emotionally and spiritually, it is the testing of faith which brings forth the gold. It is the testing of faith that brings forth good. And we've looked at the meaning of faith's testing. God tries our faith to prove the genuineness of it, to increase the measure of it, to produce the fruit of it, and to use the testimony of it. So when you are being tested, when you are going through a trial, remember Romans 8.28, we know that in all things God works for the good of those who love him, who have been called according to his purpose. We can trust in Jesus. We can place our hope in the risen Saviour. And we will get through this time of testing and trial. We will be stronger in faith and resolve. And so let's continue to bear fruit, much fruit in our faith and continue to be bringers of hope. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we we thank you that you do send trials and tests into our life because, Lord, you want us to grow in faith. And so, Lord, we we ask right now, Lord, increase our faith. Lord, we ask that you would use us and you would use the faith we have in you to touch the lives of others with the hope that is found in the gospel. Lord, we ask that you bless us now and we we thank you that, Lord, you indeed do do all things. things We know that you work for the good of those who love you, who are called according to your purpose. Lord, we love you. We respond to your call and Lord, we ask that by faith you help us spread the message of hope that is found in the gospel. Lord, increase our faith, I pray. Amen. Let's sing.
Well, thank you again for joining us for church. Lovely to have you with us. Uh, as I said earlier, look out for that email. If you haven't got already, it'll be coming out shortly, uh, letting you know and providing invitations to what's coming up. I'm really looking forward to, uh, to being able to pray together. Um, it's been lovely to be able to pray for us and for you through this medium. But I'm really looking forward to getting together with other people and coming together with our prayers and petitions before the Lord. Um, and so, so that's one thing I'm really looking forward to. Uh, other things that are going on in the coming weeks um, is uh, we will be continuing our online platform um, at least until the end of May, probably into June as well. Um, so when those next level of restrictions are lifted or depending on how many people are allowed to have at church, um, but we will keep everyone updated on what's going on and how that's going. Um, so we will even, I believe, when we go back to church, um, we'll probably even still continue um, recording recording our messages and uploading those online so that at least people can access them um, who might not be able to come to us um, physically and want to continue on. So that's something I do believe we will continue um, because God has used this for his plans and purposes to advance the gospel. And so that's what I'm really excited about is the opportunities and, and the ways that we've seen the gospel go forward and go out. Um, through this medium. Uh, so let me encourage you and uh, I just want to bless you today. Thank you for joining with us and uh, look forward to, uh, to seeing you face to face in the near future and uh, uh, stay well and uh, let, just bask in God's protection and in his provision and uh, may he increase our faith today.